Hello, and welcome to the Buttercut Podcast, the newest edition of the MWBK Creative Podcast Network. What's up, Pete? What's up? That sounded good. Not so bad, huh? The newest creation. Yeah, Yeah. came out hot. Yeah, love it. The voice you're hearing, that's Peter the Irish guy. That's my co-host. My name is Bradley Key. I am the host of this podcast. This is the Buttercut, our PGA Tour golf podcast. Here we are. Major championship. Big week. That's right. It's the Open Championship, and we're here to preview the tournament, the history of the tournament, the course, go through storylines, Talk about some of the nightmares I had on that golf course while I was playing it. Okay, so let me frame this up for the audience just so they know. So Pete hails from Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, I'm from Dublin, so I'm from the Republic of Ireland. So Northern Ireland, different country in the United Kingdom, Okay, but it's funny in golf, it's all kind of one island. Mm-hmm. You just play for Ireland, so they kind of can sit. It's it's a really odd dynamic. So how would you we call this it. a home course for you? Um, if, kind of, yeah. You'd call you kind of call well, it home open, even though it's in Northern Ireland. It's a different country. I was just texting with a buddy of mine today who said was said mentioned Shane Larry playing well, and I kind of said, "Well, there's a lot of pressure on the Irish," and he was like, "Well." But it's they don't in Northern Ireland they don't give a shit about him because <laughs> he's from the Republic. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of you'd have to kind of consider it a home uh-huh. tournament since it's on the island of Ireland. But yes, it is Northern Ireland. So to tie this all together, the Open Championship is being hosted in Northern Ireland this week at uh, Port Rush. I'm sorry, yeah, Royal, Royal Port, Port Rush. Rush. And first time since 1951. Right. Which you know what surprised me the very most about the all of my research I did for this this whole whole podcast. Yeah. There's only fourteen courses that have ever hosted the open championship and there's only ten that are active. I didn't realize how limited that field was of potential venues. Yeah. And also you just said Port Rush is only done it's only hosted one time and yeah. that was in nineteen fifty one. So its next chance is in nineteen or twenty nineteen. Kinda crazy. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, I mean the Open have their little rota that they like to go through, and uh, if you get kind of taken off it, for whatever reason, Port Rush was taken off it, um, and yeah, there was a lot of push to try and get it back, right. and a lot of big Irish players. It kind of helped that Darren Clark and McElroy and McDowell and Harrington, they had all kind of won a major championship as well. They had So notoriety. you had some kind of notoriety of guys pushing for it, and um, yeah, ha- thankfully the RNA um, decided to let's go back there. Which it's going to be fucking awesome because it's a phenomenal, phenomenal golf course. Yeah. Everything I read about it is just it's the most beautiful, astounding, great course. The other thing to note here is that, uh, like we said, Royal Port Rush uh, last hosted in 1951. And at Max that Faulkner time, won. That's, that's actually amazing that you knew that at the time. Yeah. That was also the first uh, occasion that the Open was not held in Scotland or England. Yeah, first time ever. Uh-huh. And the only time ever. The only time ever. So this yep. is the next instance of that, that situation. So it's kind of worth it, noting. Yeah, and isn't it interesting? It's never been held in Wales. Like, what's fucking Wales got to do? Royal Poor Call. They've got a couple of good golf courses, although Wales is kind of a little shithole. But they mm-hmm. do have some good golf courses where you could... I mean, Royal Port Call would be the one where you go up. They held a senior British Open. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, only Scotland and England are the only places that, that have courses on the uh, Open Rota. So let's run through a quick overview and a little bit let's of background it. into the tournament here. Uh, so this week, the golfing world heads to Northern Ireland and Royal Portrush Golf Club for the Open Championship. This is one of four major championships in professional golf. It's the oldest major of the four. And it just so happens this year, for the first time in a while, it's the last major of the 2019 season because yeah. the PGA Championship has yeah, moved. moved up and 
It's cool. I mean, the only disappointing thing is it was kind of like once the last major of the year was done, right. you kind of had a break for a while in golf and you could try to get interested in the FedEx Cup. Not really. Maybe if Tiger was in it, you would. But um, yeah, it'll kind of feel like, Jesus, golf is over after this week. It's fucking July. What the fuck? The next know? major isn't until August 2020, uh, nine months from now. Yeah, or in until April. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said that's, August. I was looking that's at A's. Crazy. Yes. That's crazy to think about. Okay, so a little bit more history. Hosted annually in the United Kingdom, the Open is the only major that's played outside of the United States, and it's always played on a coastal links golf course. Yep. Pretty standard stuff for uh, yeah, the, the open. Golf, right? Yeah, the open. Well, not really. Not I necessarily. Mean, we're not necessarily for European golf. No, for this tournament, it's always played. Which in is the only tournament course. I know about. Like the only one that I regularly watch right. in Europe. So yeah, normally the rest of the European tour events are on like inland, like in inland. Parkland American kind of style courses. Yeah. But yeah, this is the one that's always on links. So, like we touched on earlier, uh, only fourteen courses have hosted the Open. Ten are currently active as part of the rotation. The other four have been retired. The format for this tournament, it's a 156-player field. Yeah, massive big field. The other crazy thing about that is uh-huh. if you see what's t- what time they start tomorrow, so the first tee shot, or a Thursday, the first tee shot is like 6.30 a.m. Darren Clark is actually going to hit it. Are you talking local time there? Yeah, local time, 6.30 a.m. local. Mm-hmm. The last group tees off at 4, like 19 p.m. local. Yeah, that is outrageous. What, does like, it stay light there, like super late? Sunset is 9.45 p.m. Is it just always light there? Yeah, in the summer, it's fucking... We would play golf in the summer, and I remember teeing that off... Teeing off at, like, playing golf all day. Yeah. Going in, eating dinner in the club at the clubhouse, then coming out, teeing off at 8 p.m. and playing 18 holes. Bullshit. Teeing off at 8 p.m. and playing 18 holes in. Yeah, because it'd be bright until, like, 10.30. You run around and play a quick little fucking 18, and it was amazing, yeah. How'd you sleep? Did it loads of time. I mean, you were a young kid, so you sleep great. No. You don't know any different. No, exactly. I mean, I just know that whenever uh, daylight savings time hits here and like I can play till eight o'clock, it's like the greatest day ever. You can play till till like 10.45. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. People are going to the bars. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so like we said, 156 player field, tee times. Over the first two rounds, players go off in, in groups of three with each player getting one morning and one afternoon tea time. So on Thursday and Friday, you get it. Which rotate. is a big deal yeah, it's in terms of the Open. It's because probably of the weather. Right. It's the one most important where the draw, you either get fucked or you've, you're golden, right? So because... And there's no in between. Like Always no, one side is better than the other, right? I, you just yeah, don't know near, what. Nearly always, right. You've no idea which one because either... Do you either, know if it tends to decide with morning or evening? Yeah, yeah it tends to be uh-huh. kind of... Kind of similar to any coastal venue, it tends to be bright and early in the morning. Is calmish. It's the best. Time. Then it gets later, and then late, late at eight p.m., seven p.m. It's real calm again. Right, the breezes start now, blowing in. That, well, no. Rain, so, all that stuff, right? so like, no. The middle part is usually the shittiest part. Okay, right? like it is here. However, huh? It in the island. However, it's so such a small little area, like the UK and the United Kingdom where that kind of goes out the window a little bit, and, yeah, it'll just determine, like, I mean, you could wake up at 6.30 on Thursday, and it's fucking blowing 40 miles an hour and pissing rain, mm-hmm. and it's, like, 6 in the morning. You're just like, oh, fuck. Like, that's that's got to be the worst when you wake up early, and uh-huh. it's pissing rain, because it's much colder as well. And we were talking a little bit about forecast before we started. It's, this, it's awful. It looks nasty out there, right? Yeah, it's been beautiful all week. It was beautiful again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got sent a bunch of videos by uh, mates of mine who 
were up there for the praxis rounds and yeah. it's sunshine all the players are in sheet sh- um t-shirts shorts, and shorts yeah and uh but yeah last day of that tomorrow the weather gets shitty and if you look at the forecast it says wind and rain for like the next 10 days in port rush so so would that be something that traditionalists would celebrate? Like they're happy yeah, that they're going to be that. difficult conditions. It. And it's going to be yeah. just chaos and carnage. Yeah, I'd love that. Now that seems like it it'd also, be awesome, right? It also doesn't mean that that's going to be the weather. It right. could be fucking sunny and beautiful. Things change every exactly. twelve hours, very, right? very, very quickly. But it's a coast. Yeah, if it is piss and rain, um, yeah, it's going to be great. I love watching that. Love watching players fucking shoot millions and <laughs> you know just get pissed on. It's just funny. We covered the first two rounds. Over the second two rounds. Uh, players go off in groupings of two with last place going off at the beginning of the day and the leaders going off at the last tee time of the day, which is pretty par for the course standard. The cut after 36 holes, only the top 70 in ties play the final 36 holes. All pretty standard. Traditions, the winner of the Open Championship. The champion golfer of the year. That's right. But yeah. before that, you win the Claret Jug. Yeah. Did I say most, that right? Yeah, most, the most, that's the most, it's the most famous trophy in golf, I would say. I would say so. Yeah. So the winner is presented with the Claret Jug, and it has been that way since 1873, every single year. The winner is also announced champion as the champion golfer. golfer of the year, which is hard to say. They also English. win um, the gold medal. It's always, uh, they, the way they announce uh-huh. it is, winner of the gold medal and champion golfer of the year is... That's and right. So and they've used uh, the term... The champion golfer of the year since the tournament's inception in uh, 1860. Wow. That's insane, right? Yeah, that's cool. What else you got? Up until 2016, the purse was always stated and paid in pounds sterling. Yeah. But was changed in 2017 to U.S. dollars in recognition of the fact that U.S. dollar is the most current, is the most widely adopted currency for prize money in golf. Okay. To give you a sense of how much it is, the purse in 2018 was ten million five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, a lot of money. It's big, big boy. About two million to the winner, something like that. Not a bad day. Yeah, great day. The course. Let's run through Royal Port Rush Golf Course, specifically Dunless Links. Dunloose. How do you say it? So Dunloose. Dunloose. Dunloose Links. Yeah. So there's actually two golf courses in right. Port Rush. There's one's called the Valley Course, and one call, is called Dunloose. Um, both of which I played. The Valley Course is kind of the shit course. You know, there's always one good one and shit one. Well, one's like top five in the world, right. and one's like probably yeah. the, one of the best courses I've ever seen in my life, right? Well, or sorry. Or is it not that good? The va- no, yeah, yeah. You if you went in and played there, you'd fucking think it's amazing. Right. right, right. It's a Lynx course, and it's fucking, it's it's a fun course to play. It's it's a lot easier than Port Rush. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of birdies. Right. Um, Do you think it's better than the Punta Cana Resort golf course? <laughs> Uh, it would f- definitely rival the Punta Cana Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, it would would the weather wouldn't be nearly as good as Punta Cana. Less motorcyclists or and less people die. Actually, that's a good question. I wonder do more people die in Port Rush than are dying in Punta Cana? I'm not sure. But what I will say is that good question. I would say that the um, yeah the Valley Course it's kind of shitty. It's just it, not fair because it's up against one of the best right out there. Well, he, and here's the other thing about it. So traditionally, mm-hmm. the uh, you can be a member of. You can you can be a member of both, but you can also be a member of one or the other. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, the Catholics were members of the Valley Course, the uh-huh, Shiva, uh-huh. and the Protestants. Which makes sense. Yeah. Protestants were members of the Dunluce Course. So that's traditionally how it broke down. Graham McDowell, Graham McDowell is uh, grew up playing golf there. He would have grown up playing the Valley Course more because mm-hmm. he was a, a Catholic kid. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, both great course, great courses. What else Amazing. No, I was just thinking through that whole Protestant Catholic thing. That's that's some wild stuff. Okay, so 
the location of this course. We're specifically thinking about Dunluce. It's really, really far north. It, I, it's like it takes, it's funny when you drive up there, you kind of drive like 90% of the way in about a two and a half hours from Dublin, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the last 10% takes you fucking an hour and 40 what fucking minutes. What kind of terrain are you driving through? You're just that? driving on tiny fucking little roads, little yeah. hilly fucking. Just big plains country, with like hills yeah, or what? Country, little country roads, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. So let Until me ask you, get you this. Out to the coast. It just dawned on me. You told me that it, in Ireland there weren't many cart paths, there weren't many clubs with. For golf carts? carts. No, there's not. Are there any at this course? Absolutely. Like there's just no cart path. Absolutely path on not. Which, not a car path to be I found. I think that's fascinating and I think that would be such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I think you, you there's little like walk, like stone gravel walking sure. paths. Like, but there's no cart around the that. back of the green where yeah. you like drag your so what we do we, we, we walk you put a little push cart exactly yeah. a little area for, the, for sure. to use that um but no no there's no fucking there's no golf carts no that trash no all right so location i'm going to limp through this i copy pasted the description of where the uh, course is located in terms of like geographic area it's difficult to say so here we go situated in the North Antrim Causeway Coast. Yeah, you said that right. Okay. Royal Port Rush occupies a triangle of giant sand hills with views of the hills of Inishowen. Yeah, that was, that was well said. Thank you. I've been practicing. Okay. In Country Donegal? In County Donegal. Shit. Okay. In the west. Yeah. The Isle of Islay and South Hebrides? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going because it's actually funnier. In the north. you say it. With the Giant's Causeway. Giant's Causeway, yeah. Very famous uh, geographic landmark. Uh Uh-huh. To the east. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the course overlooked is overlooked by the ruins of 13th century Dunluce Castle, uh, which gives its name to the course. Yeah. So there you have it. So there's like on every vantage of this course, east, south, northwest, there are beautiful, interesting... Like a view of... Of the castle and stuff, yeah. Landscape. And yeah. I uh, I just botched all of it. So I, it was hard probably for you guys <laughs> to visualize what I was describing, but just take my word for it, it is an absolutely stunning, breathtaking yeah. place. Picturesque. I mean, just as it's just as amazing on looking at the photographs as it is in person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's equally amazing. So the history, we covered this a little bit. The Open was last held at Royal Portrush in 1951. It was the first occasion that had been held outside of Scotland or England, which is... Of note, and it hasn't been since, and it is this year for the first time since then. So that's kind of yeah. wild. There are three holes of note, three signature holes, which I think this is something that you could speak to especially well since you've played it before. Yeah. So let's start uh, in chronological order. The fourth, called Fred Daly. Fred Daly, yes. Why is it called that? Fred Daly. Do you know? It's called Fred Daly's Hole. I actually don't know. I should know. So Fred Daly is a fr- famous Irish golfer. Sure. Maybe he's one of the most famous, one of the best Irish golfers that ever lived. Um. Fred Daly won the Open Championship. He was the first Irish golfer to ever win a major. He's John Daly's great, 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 I remember, so and what it was the fourth hole that I was playing. It's Is it the, one of your boys that's there right now? Yeah, the, with that that there, he's living in Ireland, okay. and they went up for the practice round. Right. So I am. Um, so I was there. They host a tournament there every year called the North of Ireland Amateur Championship. Yes. So in Ireland, we have five major amateur championships. We have the Irish Amateur, the North, the South, the East, and the West. Okay. So the five biggest tournaments, 
So I used to play in the north of Ireland every year, and the north of Ireland is he- held in Port Rush. And the format is the same as the US amateur. So it's you play, everyone plays 36 holes stroke play, and then mm-hmm. the top 64 go into match play. So one plays 64. We discussed this before, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was playing, one year I was playing, and I got to the fourth hole. Fourth hole is a really difficult par four. Class hole. There's and like, that's the, the hole we're talking about. Yeah, right? the hole we're talking about. Fred Davies hole. There's like out of bounds tight on the all the way down the right there's shit all the way on the left and bunkers on the fairway and it's a long par four you want me to read the description real what quick? does it say okay let's get people's uh, imaginations going yeah okay the fourth hole is a long par four which is more than 480 yards with out of bounds right yeah. and thick rough on the left yeah like gorse bushes and thick rough and shit. nasty rough yeah, yeah. there are several bunkers in the undulating fairway and the green is placed between two small sand hills what is a sand hill supposed to look like? Is that just a dune that's in the yeah. middle of like this beautiful green like fairway? Yeah, it's like a kind of li- little. I'm min- just imagining like Mad Max sand dunes being dropped just, like sizes on the size of the size. It's, it's kind of green. well, it's like a well, it's a sand. It's a little rolling little hill mm-hmm. where it can kind of carom your ball in either direction. Sure, but it's like in the middle of the fairway, you'll have little like hills, right? Little rolling sand. They're called sand dunes just because they're it, they're made by the sand. They're natural to the land, and right. they just built a fairway. Over so the other. The other key characteristic of a Lynx golf course is that it's more determined by the weather and the natural landscape. Yeah, of it's, the, how we, it's how it, we found it. More that's so than it. like the shaping of a hole's fairway or... Kind of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's what I was reading about is that like, yeah, this this would make a lot of sense is that they've got all of these natural pieces of of geography or whatever you want to call it that yeah. just kind of like shape the hole. So okay, anyway, so that's what we're working back with to my story. Fourth. Right, the fourth hole, I ripped driver down the middle. Okay. And... I think this is probably the only time I've ever fucking done this, right? Yeah. So over the back of the green as well, it's just shit. Like there's just bushes and gorse bush and shit. And rip driver down the middle. And when I got to my ball, I don't know why I did this, but I put, so I put my bag down and I was pacing off the distance from my golf ball to the uh-huh. nearest like sprinkler head. Which is, uh, gives you the yardage? Yardage to the hole. And instead of, so my, I was walking, so I got to the sprinkler and then I paced out like 28 paces to where my ball was. Mm-hmm. And I put my bag down. And instead of subtracting from oh, the no. number, I fucking added. So let's say the sprinkler was 175. Right. And I paced out 28 paces to get, to, well, to get like 193, right? Yeah. Or, oh, I can't count. But yeah, uh, you know, like no, no, you're right. I think 203, like 203 right? Yeah, yeah, 203. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get 203, inst- I, I, I got 203. That's what it did in my head. Instead of actually subtracting the 25 and getting like 140 something or whatever. Yeah. And so, and I don't know, like, I don't know how it didn't click in my head. Like, I remember if there's like breeze in the face. No, it was flat cam because I was wearing rain gear and it was kind of raining. Okay. But it was flat cam. And I remember like, like, obviously, if you look at the, if you're 148 from the hole and you're looking at the flag, right. there's a big difference between 148 and 203. Yeah. And you should, your brain should pick that up. You should be able to see that. And, but I was so, I don't know, not dialed in, but just maybe not focused enough to where I just went, okay, you add that on. And I so I took out five iron okay. instead of like nine iron, sure. like it was. And I absolutely nutted this five iron <laughs> right at the flag. And I remember after I hit it, I looked up and I was like, Oh wow, I hit that good. And then in the air I was like, fuck, something doesn't look right about that golf ball. Like, that flag is really big. Yeah, it's going really far. And it air mailed the green by like 35 yards straight into a bush. And I ran and I looked down and I went, Oh my god, I'm after fucking 
adding instead of subtracting. Yes. So yeah, one of the only times I've ever done that. Have you ever noticed that when you're out in like the plains or like somewhere that's really flat and you can see forever? Yeah. The distances get more distorted. And I don't, I'm not saying that's how it is here in Royal Port Rush. There's, I imagine it's more well, hilly. Well, yet, yeah, well, there is. But actually, I would imagine that that kind of ups and downs and. Yeah, there's on that hole. On that hole, I, I think what happened on the fourth, there's a big like dip kind of before the green and the, like the way the sand dunes roll in the fairway and i just kind of i guess i probably looked at it and thought that's it's deceiving like it, there's a big dip there and mm -hmm. it, it's making it look closer than it is sure so i just kind of went with it and yeah anyway i did i made like fucking seven or triple bogey or something like that mm -hmm. but um yeah great hole the fourth good salvage though yeah yeah if you're, uh, in one of them, if you're up a bush ass whatever you want to call yeah, it in a gorse bush there uh, it is what yeah, is I the hell is a gorse bush gorse bush it's just the word you use for one of those thick like thorn like bushes. an 80s porn bush? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Nasty. So then the next hole is the fifth, right? That's the fifth, and it's called the White It's called white Rocks. Absolutely fantastic hole. You, uh, you walk up then to the fifth tee, and it's kind of on this elevated little plateau stage, mm -hmm. and you're looking down at the ocean and the green in the distance. So the hole is only like, it's 350 from the back tee. Yeah. And on it, like when it's sunny and on a nice day, uh, there's, it's a slight, it's a dog leg left to right. Mm -hmm. And so on a direct line from the tee to the green, you can kind of cut the dog leg because it's all, there's not a whole lot there. There's a bit of rough in the way, but not a whole lot. And if there's any kind of downwind, yeah. you can knock it on the green. But like if you go long, are you in trouble? Like, do you have to be yeah, accurate I, with the distance? Um, or can you just mash and you just can, see what no, happens? You just kind of mash when yeah. and see what happens. And that's what you'll see all the players doing this You week. think so, huh? Oh, no, That's going to be the strategy. Yeah, they were saying that, the, my mates that were up there were saying everyone that got on the tee was, they took out driver and it's Mash City at the green. They said it was into the wind actually in the practice round uh -huh. and DJ was hitting driver, Mash and driver and he was about 30 yards short into the wind So from from 350. So yeah, you just stand up and whack it at the green. I posted a, a slow motion video of DJ hitting driver out at, at uh, one of his practice rounds. Yeah. It sounds like a, fucking scene out of lethal weapon it's like, like it sounds like it's just exploding so here's the description of the fifth the hole is relatively short downhill par four with a dog leg to the right it has no bunkers but a heavily undulating green perched on the edge of a large drop down to the beach and has views across the white rocks beach yeah it's a fucking stunning hole and the dunluce castle after which the course was named yeah it's a it's a hole that every day that they stand up on you're thinking three all right, so the fifth's good. This is the last one. The 16th is the third Calamity. final signature hole, but this is the best one. Is that correct? It, it's, the most, noto most it's notorious. It's the most notorious. It's one of the most famous par threes in the world. It's also one of the scariest fucking holes you will ever stand on in your life. And it's called Calamity it's called, Corner. Yeah, it's called, yeah. Or I, a lot of people just, I didn't even know it was called Calamity Corner. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just, just call, call it Calamity. Calamity. Yeah. That's what it said on Wikipedia. That the, the people who are cool and who work, play there, they <laughs> yeah, call it they just call calamity. It calamity. right. All the nerds call it Calamity Yeah, Corner. exactly. Okay, so the 16th, let me give you a quick description. Uh, named Calamity Corner, but locally known as just Calamity, yeah. is a long 236-yard uphill par 3. It is played to a green over a huge ravine short and right with mounds and hollows. There's, there's dead bodies and bones in that ravine. Is that right? And snakes, yeah. Well, snakes are worse. Yeah, where St. Patrick sent all those snakes into this ravine. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. So yeah. don't hit it in there. Yeah, don't go in there or just leave your ball in there. Yeah. Uh, so with mounds and hollows to the back and left of the green. So there's just shit everywhere, basically. Yeah, it's it's just really fucking scary and intimidating. When you stand on the tee, especially if it plays into the wind, you just, 
you stand back there, and especially if you're off the back, it's two thirty five, and it looks like because the ravine, mm-hmm. it also looks like it's like four hundred yards away. You got to clear like, like, like I yeah. mean, you literally probably do have to clear yeah. two sixty, right? Yeah. If you're going that far, well, uphill. if it's into the wind, yeah, yeah, if it's into the wind, there's a little more room left. You can kind of play to the left side where you there's won't a, be totally fucked with all. Yeah, the there's dead like people. a little kind of strip of like fairway ish to the left, and you can mash it up there and get away with it more. But I just remember standing on it for the first time, going. What? Like, what the fuck is this? So what did like, you do? Do you remember? Yeah, um, I remember I hit a really good shot. So my most vivid memory of it actually is, there's a, it's another good story. I was playing, I don't know if it was the same year that I did my miscalculation. Okay. But um, I was playing in the north again, and I'd shot like 75 on the valley course, which wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And then... I was maybe one over on the Dunluce course, standing on 16T, okay. which was a good score. And I knew that the cut for the match play for the top 64 was going to be around This five. was a competitive tournament. Yeah, this is in okay. the north. Yeah, and the cut was going to be about five over, right? And so I was going to be inside the cut line, but I'm getting to the calamity hole now. And I, I, th- I remember I was hitting three iron. Uh, it probably wasn't 236. It was probably maybe 215 or something into the wind. Sure. And I just remember being nervous as fuck. And I hit one of the best shots I've ever hit in my life up there to like eight feet. Right really? At, right at the flag. I missed the putt though. Mm. Missed the putt, made par. Um, Still damage averted. Yeah, damage averted. But actually funny thing about, about that fucking year. So I got in and I shot two over. And I remember standing and waiting and counting at what place I was. So there's a big truck yeah. outside the clubhouse where they post all the scores. Mm-hmm. And I could kind of count how many people were ahead of me. And I was playing late in the day. And so I knew I had to be inside the top 64. That's right. all I needed. So when I'm standing there, I'm counting and I'm like in like 50 second or third kind of what i'm thinking at this point i'm like okay i think i'm more than safe here so then i go home and there's an email i read an email that's sent out by the golfing union of ireland who Mm -hmm. are the people that host the event Mm -hmm. and they write an email and they said so what we've decided is we are reserving six spots in the match play for six guys that did not play in, in the stroke play Okay. And these six players were the six-man Irish team that went to play in the European Championship. They uh. flew back the night of the second round of the stroke play. On that team was Rory McIlroy, Shane Larry, Seamus Power, uh, who are, I, I don't know, uh, maybe Seamus Power isn't playing this week, but Seamus Power, Rory and Shane were all on it with three other, other amateurs who I can't remember who was on it, but I remember th- those guys were on it. So those six guys got exempt through stroke play, and so we, they were only taking... 58 and ties uh, and i finished end up finishing tied 60th uh, so i fucking missed on the match play because of those cunts fucking rory fucking rory and i i remember going i remember receiving that email and going oh fuck and look and i didn't know where i was yet and i went and quickly looked at the results yeah and i was outside the top 58 i was tied 60 i missed it by two spots somebody got in on uh alternate spot for this week and the email that is sent to them there was like a picture of it online and it's like hey (laughs) you made it (laughs) thanks yeah it's like that it's like it's like fifth maybe like seven words i kind of like that and like 
the guy who I like, remember, it, like people were talking about the guy. He's like, oh my god! It, like, like, it's not like the fucking master's invite that no. you get like in the mail, and it's you. Everyone frames it. It was just like someone from the RNA's like personal Yahoo account going here. By the way, uh, hey, you're, you're playing in. this week if you want. You're <laughs> fucked. By the way, yeah. but here. So the last thing I'll say in calamity is okay. So that whole sixteen of the uh, the crazy. I'm really looking forward to. I hope in the last round that they play it all the way back. So they won't play it all the way back every day. The weather will the weather will determine the pros would get they get kind of annoyed, I'd say. Sure. So they'll move it up so it's not as difficult, yeah. especially when they're looking at the forecast and seeing where the wind is and the rain and all that. But it would be awesome if on Sunday they played it all the way back. And if you got it, if it's close on Sunday, you're just going to see some bad shots, and you're going to see some people having to go down into that fucking ravine and hit some golf balls. Let me ask. And you they a may never question. come out. Let me ask you a selfish question. Go for it. Can you lay up? That's the greatest part about the hole. You can't. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> it's there's no bailout. It's just that's why it's so scary. You can't hit like a seven iron down there and no. then chip up for bogey. No, you can't like chip a hybrid running it up <laughs> like, like you normally do. Hey, hey, hey! No, you can't do that. It, that's the scariest part about it. Like you stand on the tee and you just go, "What?" I'm imagining this being like uh, this? the 10th at Lions, but with nothing. You can't lay up. You have to yeah. hit driver. Well, yeah. Or if you're if you're yeah. actually good, you actually, could hit like a yeah. normal club. Kind of, yeah. It's imagine the tenth at Lions, but all the fairway mm-hmm. and the war, that's all a hundred feet below you, and it's just garbage, and it's just the green. And you're, also, it's just like it's lines. just the it's just the green and just that little green. strip, and you just go, wait, what? Like I have to hit it up there. I'd rather be forced to hit driver than have to fucking lay up at well, Lions. Then rather have the opportunity to chip with a hybrid like you normally do. No, that's a putting. <laughs> oh, sorry. Stroke. Okay. I only do that from like 75 yards <laughs> okay. and in when it's nice. That's true. All right. Thank you for, what else uh, for bringing up my hybrid weakness. <laughs> I feel like it would play in Ireland. Yeah, you actually would with your yeah. fucking game. You do real well. Yeah. You fucking bump and run everywhere. I can hit out of a, a 80s bush all day. And what's funny about what you do, like when you do it, when you take out your clubs that you do over here on the, mm-hmm. in the greens when mm-hmm. we play together, like... You kind of get a look like on what the fuck is this like I do it. Whereas <laughs> if you do it in Ireland, it's like, oh yeah, this lad's played a lot of links golf here. My strategy. Yeah, I'm being strategy. judged as soon yeah. as I get my, right. my hybrid out to play off the side of the green. Whereas if you were a Port Rush playing, everyone would be going, Oh, this guy's played a lot of links golf. He's a savvy, yeah, he's, he's, a savvy sa- he's a savvy veteran. Look at this guy, he's got great hair, he's handsome <laughs> yeah. as hell. Right, exactly. Looks a lot like Robert Rock. <laughs> yeah. He he's another another person who could win this week. He's in it. I think he is, right? I bet he just got his yeah, hair Yeah, he did, because of how well he did at the Irish Open. Yeah. That's right. We actually joked today about him winning just because if the weather's shit, and he's kind of, he almost won the Irish Open in the shit weather, but yeah. No, he will not win. Let's move on to storylines. You ready to get into it? Mm-hmm. This is the best part of the podcast. Thank you guys for hanging in there, letting us do our uh, our nerdy historical stuff. Well, no, Here letting we Brad do his nerdy shit. Well, that's right. Go on. Yeah, but you're part of us. You're the Royal We. Well, that's true. The Royal Port Rush We. Storylines. Number one, the kid from Northern Ireland. I've, I put together some really clever marketing headlines for my, my storylines. <laughs> so the kid from Northern Ireland is in reference to Rory McIlroy. He's from Hollywood in Northern Ireland. That's where actually the town where he's from. Is it it's nice? Called, it's called, no, it's a shithole. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's Rory nice McIlroy opened his professional golf career with a 61 at this same course. No, he was not a professional. That's incorrect information. That really? Can, yeah. So He opened his career in the professional circuit? No. That's not true. No, absolutely So when he shot a 61, it, it was, in, it was in the north of Ireland Amateur Championship that I played in. Ah. I was playing at that. Look yeah. at that. You were there. I was playing. You witnessed. Yeah. Was yeah. this when you heard him moving his hips and it was just a no, whoosh sound? No, it wasn't that year. But a college, this is the best part about that year 
year yeah. is so Rory was 16 he shot 61 in the second round of so he, I don't know what he shot on the valley course I don't shit yeah one. yeah I just so have the 61s round. written down here so then he went and played the Dunluce course in right. the stroke play part to get into match play so and he shot 61 right, right? new course record and everyone with the whole place was going crazy and there was thousands of people and it was amazing, right? That's right. And however, this was 14 years However, ago. like that, it won nothing. That just meant he got into the match play, right? He'd done nothing with that 61. Then in the match play, he got drawn against one of my close friends and college golf teammate uh-huh. from Ireland. He also went to France Marion University, played, played college golf. His name is Andrew Pitcher. Which is where you went. Yep. His name is Andrew Pitcher. One of my close friends, and Andrew Pitcher beat him five and four. That's right. In the match play, he curb stomped him because he yeah. took your spot in that uh, that tournament. Exactly, before. exactly. I had a bone to. I told Andy about what happened, and he said he wouldn't let me down. He's and like he McElroy, silver platter, little bitch. But yeah, that's that's the one of the funny things about that sixty one was um, one of my buddies went on to actually hammer him in the uh, in the match play right after. And uh, obviously, I guess that tends to happen when you're that young. Yeah, you go up little, and down. Right? A little bit of that, but. You know, he would have had, there were so many people watching, so much expectation. Everyone expected him to go out and win, especially after he just shot he 61. He's the Irish Tiger Woods at this yeah, point, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was okay, crazy. so this was 14 years ago at yeah, the same good. golf course that they're playing on this weekend. He yeah. shot a 61. Not exactly the same. Only reason yeah, I they, read, exactly, they, they read a, a couple of holes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So for the purposes of storytelling, yeah. Rory perenni- perennially... It's a tough word to say. One of the best golfers on the planet and arguably the best open player over the last five years. Yeah, he has the he has the best record, best stroke average. He has the most uh, top tens. Yeah, he's finished three of them and he's won one. Yeah. He returns home to the place where it all started and he shot a 61. Yeah, that that's going to be the interesting part. Yeah, he had the course record, but now with the changes, whoever shoots the lowest round this week will have the new course record. So that story is the kid from Ireland. Well, that, yeah, that's Ireland. a good story. The last thing I'll say on Rory is... Excellent. He's the favorite with the bookies this week. That's right. Um, he's even with Brooks, I think. Yeah. I, I've i kind of been saying to anyone that has listened to me or asked my opinion of sure. who, who I think, I think there's too much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does really well when there's lots of lots of pressure like this. Mm-hmm. He's not great under this lots of pressure. He's great when he's ahead and he's playing well. and He's a great front runner. He's not great with a lot of pressure. I'd actually be more inclined to, if I was going to gamble on on Rory this week, mm. I would be more inclined to bet on him to miss the cut. Because you'd, you'd get good value on him missing the cut. Yeah. And if the weather's bad, with all that the pressure... That was question. It's not, it's not going to be that difficult for him to miss Because his golf game's pretty, right? No, his golf game's... He's great in rain and great in bad conditions. At everything, but because like... Because he, he, it's, it's a nice tight, tight draw. He can control his ball flight, all that kind of stuff. He's a good history in I'm just saying there's a lot of pressure on him and wouldn't shock me to see him MC. Wow. There you have it. The favorite is predicted by Peter the Irish guy to miss the cut. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Right on the heels of Rory McIlroy, my second headline, Graham McDowell 2, as in T-O-O. Okay. Because like Rory, McDowell is coming home. Graham McDowell. That's Um, right. Only if you're in Ireland, though. Yeah. Yeah. Massive... Massive result for GMAC. I think... That's what you call him, GMAC? Yeah, that's what... I, well, that's what, I guess that's what he's is called. Is he an Apple product? Yes, he is, he is an Apple product, actually. I got yeah. you. But no, um, he... Yeah, he, I mean, he's been... So he has, He's had a little bit of resurgence in, in terms of his game recently. The last few years have been tough for Graham as the, the courses get longer and all these guys hit it further. He's kind of left behind. And there's only a very specific type of golf course yeah, tournament that he, can, that he can win on. Similar to kind of what's happened to Luke Donald. Like, mm-hmm. just kind of fucking hits it nowhere. And he's he was kind of good 
but once these courses are kind of so, first in the world at one point well right? no he was yeah he was real cool but once these guys got are hitting it so far right. and you've got to hit him miles he, they're just they can't compete but um graham held that putt at the canadian open that's where i was going with this yeah the long putt to get in which is so huge so so he's emotionally charged this is his home this is his homecoming literally because you said he grew up playing here right yeah exactly way more so even than rory so he wanted this bad he oh wanted more it than so anyone bad. else and he didn't get in he didn't get into the field until like june 6th of this year like a, yeah. le- like a month and a like month ago. two yeah, days ago. ago yeah exactly so like he is jack i you know what i wouldn't have been surprised I don't know if that's good but he is i wouldn't have well maybe i would have i, I don't know the RNA. what i was going to say was I wouldn't have been shocked mm-hmm. if the RNA had have given him a special exemption into it. It would have been one of those things where I would have gone, wouldn't have shocked me because he's a US Open champ. You know, he's he's done a lot Didn't in he golf. compete uh, this year in one of the majors? I yeah, feel like he no, he's he, he, yeah, he's played at Pebble Beach and he played well. Yeah, yeah, he was well, he was in the top like fucking twenty. His game's that's actually better won. than it's been in years no, past, it, it, right? No, absolutely. He's, that's why I said he's been had a little resurgence in his game yeah. and he's been playing well. Again, with with Graham, I don't. I mean, I'd be surprised if he was there. Thereabouts, sure. There, it, I mean, he barely made it. Yeah, and well, it, there's just think of the pressure on him. Think of the home support. No, right. it could be one of those things that kind of carries him through, and he steps his game up, and it's on emotion. But in golf, that's rare. Mm-hmm. In golf, that makes it Emotion's harder. Emotion's not good because it's exactly you have to be calculated and controlled. You've got to forget. It's got to act. It's got to be like you just touch. any any other golf tournament. That extra emotion normally nine times out of ten fucks you. And so you never do it. My opinion: you must be a complete robot, but have the charisma of a a flaming burning sun ball of fire like like tiger if you want to be good yeah i mean yeah or if you want to be famous yeah yeah or you could just be a dud like dj like wet towel <laughs> i think that yeah the best golfers are the ones that kind of don't care and they go out with that attitude kind of like kepka has this attitude like yeah. doesn't give a fuck but he kind of is pissed all the time but yeah. not really yeah he's always like at a proper level of piss. exactly with GMAC this week, it's going to be very difficult That's right. to play well. It's too much emotion. Who we got next? Next is the forecast, which I wrote zero notes about. I just figured we'd talk a little yeah, bit about good. it because it's, it's probably going, be- going to change between now and when this fucking podcast gets dropped. Yeah. It I changes l- like dramatically all the time. But so like you were saying, Rory's a favorite. DJ's a favorite. And these were all made prior to when the weather forecasts were like yeah. officialized, whatever you want to call it. So what it sounds like is it's going to be rainy and windy yeah. and nasty. Yeah, it. I was looking it up, and the weather's been amazing, right, the whole time. For the whole practice round. And today, apparently, was the last day. It's going to be nice. It's going to be shitty uh, from Wednesday through till Sunday. Uh, or at least their forecast says it's going to rain and be windy. Right. Now, the only thing that actually really wouldn't affect the top of the leaderboard, I was looking at Why? an article. Well, I was looking at an article today, which was the top 25 players in rain, that play in rainy conditions. Okay. Bad weather conditions in the last from 2014. So in any tournament in rain, bad weather conditions from 2014 until now, right? Until 2019. So the last four. And it it ranked the best 25. So compared to strokes gained, their normal strokes gained, Mm -hmm. and then their strokes gained when it's bad weather. And the top of that bad weather chart is fucking, it's Rory, it's Stenson, it's Brex Kepka, it's Dustin Johnson, it's all the best guys. The only kind of Stenson's is inflated from 2016, yes. though. Well, that's, he that's was true. The Terminator in that. But there's tournament. there's a couple of guys that got added into the mix. So Zach Johnson, Adam Scott, Kissner. Oh. There were a few guys that got added in that wouldn't normally have been in the top 25. Mm-hmm. But Ricky Fowler was another one 
who in bad weather plays really fucking good. Really? Ricky Ricky Fowler's a notorious like in the open when it pisses rain, it's really bad weather, plays really well. It's guys that have kind of or one, it's guys that are great ball strikers, right? Okay. That's the first thing. Because if it's piss and rain yeah, you and must it's windy, flush you have to hit it flush. Yeah. And then it's guys that are able to control the ball flight and it they don't hit it very far offline, right? Because you need it to stay low, right? Because you, you you have to be able to hit it very low. Well, I guess it depends you if it's windy to, or if it's wet. Yeah, because yeah. if it's wet, you want it to go far. But if it's windy, you want it to go low, right? Yeah. Well, you, you have to be Generally. able to, you have to be able to move it right to left. There's just all these little little things that the bad weather guys do. The number one is that you just you got to be the flush. You hit it so flush. Tom Watson, the greatest bad weather golfer of all time. Mm-hmm. He, he probably strikes the golf ball better than anyone that's ever lived. I feel like you really need a hybrid in your bag for putting off the side of the green in bad weather. I mean, you'd listen, you'd be up there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, but I think the weather's going to be bad, and that'll mean that a sp- very kind of specific type of player is going to play well. I've been uh, Googling weather in Rollport Rush. It, it's all kilometers and yeah. grams and liquid liquid answers it, it means the same as <laughs> if it was the goddamn mars Chinese. i don't know what's happening here all right it's, what's it's next on the story line. wet onward onward and upward this is where we get into some of the uh the storylines that are are people who are <laughs> making history with how many majors they have won yeah so this first headline you ready for this yeah one two three four fifth like dave Chappelle. okay okay so the two favorites this week Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka are both going for their fifth major championship. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the yeah, the relevance there at the headline. There are only 13 golfers in history of the sport with more than five major championships. So it's important. It's a yeah, milestone. It's, a massive, it's yeah. a massive deal. Yeah, I mean, and we're looking at a super talent in Rory McIlroy who's coming home and a Terminator in Brooks Kepka who just it wouldn't surprise me at all if Brooks won. Rory, how under could the, it? Rory under the hand. I'm not sure. You know what doesn't surprise me when Brooks competes in major championships. Yeah, did you hear his comments today? No, I bet it was pretty dumb. funny. <laughs> Are they good or dumb? It was. Fun. I loved them. I thought it was funny. I was texting my brother about it, and he fucking hated what he said. In his interview, he said that he doesn't ever practice. Yeah, uh, during regular PGA Tour I, events. I saw this. Yeah, and he was saying that the Which first you see on TV is yeah what I, when what I play. I, he goes, he shows up Tuesday nights to the PGA Tour, mm. plays in the pro am on Wednesday. And then goes home and then plays the four rounds and kind of bounces. The only time he hits the range is during the majors. I love that. I think that's, I mean, it shows how fucking good he is. It shows that probably golf, like, isn't his first real fucking passion, It shows passion, he'd rather maybe. be lifting weights or something. Well, yeah. You know he's in the gym, like, yeah. in the morning. I mean. He's, like, even on the Monday, uh, like, Sunday morning of, of major yeah. open championship, he's like, I'm going to go get a real quick lift in. Yeah, if he, he, My he seems passion. like one of those athletes that, he could have played baseball if he wanted. He could have done another sport. He happened to pick golf. He's going to make a ton of money. He'll probably retire kind of earlier from mm-hmm. the game because he's had enough of it, and that's kind of the way it'll be. Uh, once he's kind of gotten to maybe 10 major wins. But, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Okay. What else we got? We got majors only is my next headline. This is about Tiger. In the same vein as Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Tiger Woods has played in just one non-major since his win at the Masters in April this year. Tiger's going for his 16th major championship this week. And while he enters the week seemingly rusty, uh, this is my own personal opinion, okay. I'm not about to count him out. Truly, anything is possible with Tiger Woods. But like you said... The weather makes it interesting. He's rusty. The odds are stacked against him. What are your feels? What well, do you think? I am. So I'm going to read you some of the texts so, from my golfing 
Uh, these are your boys that these are, are my in boys that were me- members round. members of the club that I grew up with. Some of my best friends, and they all went up for the practice round, and they're all really good, all scratch golfers themselves, uh-huh. right? Really good players, and they weren't drunk sending you. No, right? no, semi drunk. They were okay. not. But I'll read one. Some a couple of the quotes are pretty funny. Okay, one of them just says, "Tiger, Tiger looks like he's about to die. Definite miss cut if it's shit weather, which." It will be. Just from walking the course? Yeah. He looks just banged up? Yeah. So exhausted? Then, so then hey, what, maybe you should read like their first name so we can get some Irish okay, names So out there. his name is Morgan. Okay. Read that. okay. Next, that one of my next mates, his name's Aiden, and he wrote, okay. wrote, Tiger looks so frail, like every step is his last. So he, he just, mm-hmm. and and that kind of go, goes on the, on the theme of what everyone's kind of been fragile. saying. He, Which yeah, is why he probably hasn't been playing. He's, he's walking around so slowly, he knows he can't play because if he plays... That's just too much stress on his body. Right. He he said seventeen events last year was way too many. I mean, seventeen is fucking. It's barely half a year of season on the tour. There's right. like thirty. Some people guys play thirty events, so it's about half a season. You can't show up. Well, no, I say you can't. It's very unlikely that you can show up, especially to major championships, not having played in any other events. So he showed up to the Masters, well prepped, had played four times was hitting the ball both ways, was able to flight the ball, and he played great and he won. Right. But then every other event since, he's only played one actual regular tour event, That's Memorial, right. and every time he showed up, he's been underprepared, he hasn't had control of his ball flight, an yeah. and he's making an appearance, and he knows if he plays well, he may be able to scrape out a top 10 and kind of get around the number, but he's never going to be able to beat a Brooks Kepka or a DJ if he's playing well, or Rory if he's dialed in. No chance that he gets to do that. So... When the pedal's down, he can't keep up, you don't think? Well, not if he's not playing. Not if he's so rusty. I, so it's one of those. But from his interview today, I thought it was interesting that he said, the, the interviewer asked him that very question. And Tiger's response was, well, listen, I want to play for 10 more years. If you guys, if you want me to play for 10 more years, I can't play every every week. Kind of like, I can only kind of play the majors plus a few others. So which this, is fine, we, yeah. But maybe play like two or three in between instead. And it's kind of like uh, he's kind of saying, "Listen, if I'm going to do it, this is kind of going to, it's going to be like this. Yes, and this is how it's going to be. And I'm going to have to learn how to win this way because there is no and there isn't another option. I mean, listen, all the all, he, the pain that he had, he was barely able to fucking walk. Right, he was barely able to live. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think having him back is great. I just you can't expect him to win. No, um, absolutely not. If he doesn't no, play any, if he doesn't get the reps. This is probably the first time I've ever heard him say, when he was talking, when he was asked how his game was, mm-hmm. he said, my game isn't where it needs to be. Now he followed that up with, my short game is right where it needs to be, right? So he said, did say something positive, but his first comment was, no, my game isn't where it needs to be. Because mm. he knows he hasn't fucking put in the time. So, yeah, I would say Tiger, again, way more likely to, to miss, especially if the weather's, if the weather's shitty, Tiger's going to MC. That's just what the way it's going to be. Because he's not fucking, he's not stressing himself out, grinding out in bad weather for a fucking tied 48. Right. Right. If he's in and around the cut line and he's miles back, he, see you fucking later. But if he's Gas in contention, you think he pushes. But oh, like, obviously, yeah. But can he? That's the question. No. The answer is no. Especially not if he's as fragile as your buddies seem yeah. to think he yeah, looks the like. The answer is no. So next headline, Fasting Mickelson. Yeah. What a fucking maniac. I that's the story that the video he posted to Instagram was kind of bizarre. 
weird. Very weird. And the great. So Mickelson. It was in line with like what old people would post. Like yeah. Some real weird old man <laughs> shit. So, well, so Mickelson Instagram is maybe the funniest, most followable Instagram page. Sure. In, in the last year. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the best yeah. page in golf. He's fucking. He's hot. wonderful. He's hilarious. And he's kind of, you know, everyone's kind of come around and everyone loves him. And then he posts this. Listen, he's been playing shitty. He's been missing a lot of cuts. And um, yeah, he kind of just came across as Jesus. He's kind of losing the plot a little bit. He lost fifteen pounds in yeah. like fucking so, six days. So fat, for those of fast. you who haven't seen it, he's forty nine years old, and he posted a video a couple of days ago saying that he went on a let's see here. He lost fifteen pounds on a six day water and coffee fast leading up to the event. Yeah, <clears throat> which I used fasting Mickelson as a uh, double entendre because he is also fasting in top tens in major championships. <laughs> It has been three years since Phil has placed in the top 10 at a major. The last time he was in the top 10, it was a runner-up finish to Henrik Stenson in 2016, yeah, which we, bet we briefly covered. Amazing, like Probably one of the best open championships of yeah, all the time. Yeah, the final round of them, Jewel and I, was amazing. So the two of them like just battled it out and were just so head and head over heels yeah, better like than the rest of the field. Mickelson ended up finishing 11 strokes ahead of third place and three shots behind Stenson. Jesus so, Christ, that's crazy. Uh, that's just a missed, that's just, that's bad luck, man. Yeah, that's, I that's think a major championship in any other year. Yeah, Phil this week again. I would give him fucking zero to none chance of uh, winning this week. He seems like he's kind of lost the plot a little bit right now. Remember, he went vegan for like nine months at one point. Mm-hmm. Thought it'd help his golf game. I don't know. He's he's a little quirky. Um, Losing fifteen pounds on a six day cleanse yes. that's gonna fuck with your like <laughs> yeah. your stamina with your well. Concentration. I, I, say, I bet he feels. I bet he's gonna feel great though. I bet he feels light in his feet. And I bet he feels great. But I think. Um, I think he's just playing too shitty to, I mean, to have a like chance. Borderline malnutrition. Yeah, I mean, listen, he had a few lbs that he could have that right. he could lose, to, could to lose. He they didn't call him hefty lose. for nothing. Yeah, hefty, lefty. Okay, this next one's <clears throat> for you, buddy. Okay, the headline: Peter loves Spieth. Wow, interesting. Okay, so here yeah. it is. Let me read you the quick run through here. Spieth, working through one of the toughest years of his young career, is on the verge of breaking through, which we've talked about a couple of times on Backdoor Cover previously. Spieth enters the week behind only Rory McIlroy in top 10 finishes at the Open over the last five years. His putting is incredible, and if he can find magic with his irons, look out. Yeah, I mean, I was all over Spieth there around the time of the PGA going into the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. He was showing some Have you signs. lost your crush? Yeah, kind of, yeah. my It's cooled. Yeah, my penis, it's like someone had a, has a cold spoon. You got a little just, dog leg going on your yeah, dick? Yeah, someone has kind of rested that cold spoon on top mm. of my penis. Yeah, a my, cold spoon. Yeah, it well, it's miserable. A hot, yeah, it does, right? It yeah. take your boner away pretty quickly. Yeah, I've, I, I don't know about he's, he's lost the momentum that he had. I'm not as confident as I once was mm-hmm. that he will win a major like soon. The only thing I will say is that I fucking basically forgot he was playing this week, as 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 probably half the rest of the people right. that are interested in. It. No one has mentioned his name once in any kind of promo I've seen. I haven't seen any interviews he's done. And I'm all over the open app. I'm all over, you know, a bunch of different things. I haven't seen him anywhere. Your hashtags, you're hashtagging hard. Yeah, exactly. You're all up in that hashtag. Yeah. So I haven't seen Speed anywhere, which I don't know. I don't don't know if he likes. I don't know if he doesn't like, but. um, Maybe he's going to come out and point out the hole and be like, get my ball, you little bitch, he's going to win. Yeah, he did that at the Open. I do know. Here's the other thing, though. I feel like I've been all over him, you know, screaming that he's going to win here, he's going to win soon, and, and that he's going to win a major soon enough. 
if I was to now back down from that mm-hmm. and he was to go and fucking win, you know, I'd never live that down. So, so where do you stand now? So I'm going to say if I had, if I have five picks, if I was to give you five, my best five picks, speed is will be one of them. Your fifth. Yeah. Well, he'd be in there. Let's just say I'm not going to, I'm not, not, not going to rank yourself him. out. I'm not going to rank him. Yeah. I'm just going to put him in there. Technically he's in. Yeah. Our last storyline. You ready? Yeah. The finale is what I've called this storyline. Okay. So the open, arguably the toughest, the best, certainly the oldest, a new descriptor can be added to the open championship this year. The last with the PGA championship having moved from August to May this year, the open championship becomes 2019's fourth and final major. And its conclusion marks the beginning of a nine month stretch between majors concluding with the masters in April. Yeah. 2020. Um, it, the, that's it. It's not the, a lot of well, about. the thing, well, the one thing I said, the thing about the PGA was there was that fucking stupid fucking gay slogan that Jim Nance always used to say about the PGA was it's glory's last chance, mm. right? Because the PGA was now last glory's middle chance. Yes. Yeah, so now it's glory's irrelevant chance in the middle of it's the major glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. So no Sponsored more by Jerry Jones. Yeah, no more fucking over the overly dramatic um, Jim Nance. Uh, slogans for the PGA, but hey, don't you hold your breath? He's coming back. With yeah, something he better. probably will. Yeah, last chance for a major. Uh, do you want to do our? Do you want to pick? Yeah, I okay. got. So next is betting odds. So okay. if you guys, uh, if you guys want to bet, we're about to give you some good bets. Go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code BDC. Get a double of your deposit, your bonus. Yep. You should do that. Absolutely. Okay. Get that so, double. Well, so here, here you go. Picks, when you though. go on that website, um, I'm gonna give you. My picks. Hold on. Wait, are you going to give the running odds? Okay, give us the running odds. Let's let's go through some important notes. Then I'll give my top five. Okay. Yeah, and Spieth is number three and a half. Okay. Okay. The leaders. Oh, they are not neck and neck. Rory McIlroy is plus 850. Yeah, he's the favorite, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka is plus 1,000. Here's the thing. One last thing about Brooks. Sure. His caddy, his full-time caddy, is a member at Portrush. Is that right? Peru. Grew up playing there, so massive And that's advantage. just coincidental, right? Coincidental. Like, he didn't hire this guy because nope. of this tournament. He's a normal full-time caddy. Sure. So that's a huge advantage for him this week as well, if if he didn't need any more fucking advantages. Yeah. He also eats majors. Yeah. That's when he eats. <laughs> otherwise, he starves. Or so otherwise, yeah, he doesn't eat. He, he, he fasts. Like an Ethiopian. He intermittent, he intermittent fasts. Yeah, he just only eats during drinks the majors. water and majors. coffee and shits himself like <laughs> Phil Mickelson. Dustin Johnson is your third best odds at plus sixteen hundred, tied with Rom at well plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, Rom, your boy. Uh, yeah, I like Rom this so week. He you would picked listen. him last week to win yeah, the Irish he, Open. Yeah, he's gonna be. I did. I picked the correct winner of the Irish Open. Um, yeah, he'll. He's gonna be in my top five. You think so, huh? Yep. Woods rounds out uh, at fifteen hundred. Rose at plus two thousand. Molinari at plus twenty five hundred. Uh, so on and so forth. Justin Thomas is pretty far down at plus three thousand. Yeah, he's um, just he's been playing like absolutely. He's got a fucked up dog. Shit. His he's, wrist is busted. Yeah, he's been playing a dog shit. I don't put any money on him. Okay, you heard it here first on mybookie.ag using promo code BDC. Don't put money on Justin on, on Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. What's Shane? What's our sugar Shane at? Let me see. One of my buddies kind of likes Shane this week. He's playing well. Big fan of Port Rush. He think kind of doesn't really feel the pressure that the other Irish lads are are are, are feeling. He's got a great group as well. He's playing with Phil, and they're playing with Phil and who's the other? Who's the third in their group? It is Mickelson. Mickelson is plus ten thousand. Okay, Mickelson plus ten thousand. 
The, uh, I'm getting up the The teeth. Swedish porn star. Oh, Thor Gorn, one of my fucking favorite golfers. He's good value. He's going to fucking win a major. That's You heard it here on this podcast first. Thor Bjorn, the porn star, is going to win a fucking major. He wears a major league flat brim. Yeah, I, I'm a big Thor Bjorn guy. I'm searching for Sugar Shane as we speak. Ah, here he is, plus 7,000. Love That's it. pretty good. Great value on that. And you can bet, so I'm He's guessing- just above Gary Woodland? I figure Gary Woodland, Woodland would is be plus good, though. Gary Woodland's Wait, plus uh, plus seven thousand with with Shane. Woodland hits a nasty stinger, like real low, yeah, nasty. Yeah, stinger. hits a fucking. It's like, a great. Ball. He could be pretty good. For yeah, this. they're fantastic odds on Woodland. Here's the thing, though. Woodland just hasn't played. Has he, he played? He hasn't played a round of golf since like the US Open. True. So he hasn't played at all. So that's why he's at that, those odds. You you, don't, you can't just you can't just can't just rot. You can't just talk up. You know, you can't just walk on. You can't just sting no. it all the way down there. Exactly. So hang on, who is? Who's in Mickelson's group? Who's the third player? And why won't it come up on my phone? Oh, there it is. Brandon Grace. Aha. Another good player. Who, who, I like uh, Brandon who, yeah, Grace's plays game. well in majors. All right. Here's my top five. Here's my five picks Okay, this week. Let's have them. Hold on. Let me write them down so we can, okay. we can make fun of you next week. Okay. So my five players are, in no, this is in no order. This is These are just the five guys. I'm going to pick John Ram. I am going to pick Jordan Spieth. They're the two I've said already. I'm going to pick Louis Oosthuizen, former Open champ at St. Andrews. He's been in the fucking hunt a lot recently, and I feel he just feels like he's due to win. He plays well in big events. I fucking love his swing. Yeah, he's such I'm, a pretty yeah, swing. I'm a big fan. Um, number four this week is going to be Ricky Fowler for me. Ricky Fowler. I thought is, you might do that. Ricky Fowler is going to win one at some point, and if the weather is shitty, yeah, you were saying if the weather is shitty, Ricky Fowler plays well. That's just a fact. So he's going to win one eventually. I'm going to pick Ricky Fowler, and then my fifth and last pick this week is going to be. While we're at it, Louis Oosthuizen can sing the shit out of Adele. Oh, really? Can he? Did you see him after? Yeah, I, I actually, actually in yeah, the I actually Open did, a couple yeah. years back and was singing. Uh, so my last pick then is another great, uh, another former Open champ. Plays really good in bad weather. He's a shit putter. Okay. And the greens this week are going to be so slow; it's ridiculous. They're going to run at like 10, 10 on the snip meter, which means that which means putting doesn't, putting doesn't really matter. It's going to be Adam Scott. Adam Ooh. Scott is my fifth pick. So old the, old weird putter yeah. sticking in the middle of your yeah. solar plex. Hits guy. it better than anyone else out there. Puts worse than anyone else Ugh. out Another there. Another beautiful swing. Yeah. So it's Ram, Spieth, Ustazen, Fowler, and Scott. They're my five. They're my five. Put money on all of them against the rest of the field. So there you go. Brad, who do you like? Give me, Brad, give me, you give me three. Give me your three. Okay. I've been thinking about this a little bit. So we already covered this. I like the stinger of Gary Woodland. I'm a little okay. bit scared off that he hasn't played enough lately. So is he in your three? He, I'm kind of talking myself out of it now okay. that I've started thinking about it. But because of his odds, like if it was a thing I was doing based on odds, I'd take him. Yeah. But if I'm just taking top three, no consequences, this, that, or the other, I like Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. I like Jason Day. Okay, another good, but he plays well in bad weather. And I like, I mean, you can't go wrong with Brooks, but that's just such a cop-out. Uh, I'm going to take Brooks in my, okay. and I'm going to do four, though. I like Justin Rose. Oh, yeah. He's okay. kind of falling off a little bit because okay. I feel like his clubs fucked him up a little bit. When you switch clubs, you just get fucked up. Yeah. And I feel like it's fair. been just long enough for him to be, get comfortable with okay. the like honma or however you say yeah, that yeah. shit. 
Okay, so you got Brooks, Rose, who else? Matsuyama. Matsuyama. And uh, Matsuyama. Kepka. And um, no, yeah. So Kepka, Rose, Matsuyama, and there was one other. Wolf. Oh, Day. No, oh, Jason Day. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like those picks. Yeah. All right. What okay. I mean, okay, so here we go. This is actually important for those of you trying to watch this tournament. Yeah. The broadcast schedule. So the first and second rounds, all these times are Eastern Standard. The first and second rounds, July 18th, 19th, Thursday, Friday, on the Golf Channel starting at 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Running till 4 p.m. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be like the early featured groups will be till like 9 a.m. Yeah. And then the late featured groups will be till 4 p.m. On the third round, Golf Channel is at 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. NBC takes over at 7 a.m., runs till 3. Fourth round, Golf Channel at 4 a.m. till 7 a.m., NBC till from 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. Uh, I'm going to post all this stuff on our Instagram just so you can come find it because that shit is confusing. Yeah, and also, where to go, where to if it's at 1.30 a.m. on Thursday, that's Wednesday night. Like, that shit yeah. gets backwards quick. <laughs> yeah. We're talking, yeah, like, dead especially, at night. Especially after you've had a couple of fucking glass of red wine. Then who knows? As I've had a couple of white claws. Who knows what TV you're watching? So, anyways, it starts Wednesday night, as in Thursday morning, Correct. at one thirty a.m. Eastern time. It's gonna be fucking amazing. Can't wait. Closing remarks. Thank you so much. This is the inaugural episode, the official, the first, the buttercut. Love it. We have created Instagram, Twitter accounts that you can follow us on at the Buttercut Podcast on Instagram at the Buttercut Pod on Twitter. Peter, what's your Instagram account? At Peter the Irish Guy. At Peter the Irish Guy. You got Twitter? Uh, or does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, neither does mine. Yeah. Uh, at Bradley B. Key is my Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening. We would be thrilled if you could subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your foursomes, tell your fathers, tell your daughters, tell your sons. Tell your everybody. Tell everybody you know. Yeah. Tell your menage a trois. Tell yeah. them all. We need as much support as we can get right off the bat. It's very important to our visibility in iTunes, and we appreciate every single bit of what you can do for us. Love Please it. spread the word. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting us uh, as we launched this new podcast. We can't wait to get going. I think that's it, and that's all. That's it. Perfect. The Open Championship. Can't wait. A production of MWBK Creative and Sales. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.